1: our expert from REMAX Prime Properties, Asif Khan. Good morning, Asif.
2: Good morning, Tina.
1: All right, let's get to it. Let's talk about this spectacular, quote unquote, jump in house prices.
2: Yeah, so this is uh, something that we had predicted last year when we were doing the numbers for York Region. And I had said that we're probably going to have an increase in the number of units sold because we were down so much last year. And at the same time, because we're struggling with inventory levels that the price would go up for the the homes and there's a lot of opposition to that statement but it's what we're seeing right now we don't have a lot of inventory there's a lot of pressure uh upward pressure on price because of that and even with interest rates going up what we're seeing is we're not getting a lot of inventory on the market people just are scared to move up or to make that move because they may be locked into a half decent interest rate and they don't want to rock the boat by having to change and, and get a new mortgage right now so we're not seeing that influx of inventory that everyone was predicting and hoping for and that's put some major pressure upward pressure on price.
1: So how do you have those conversations with those who do not want to make a move?
2: It, it's tough because there's nothing that you can really say to them just to, to justify the argument of just moving for the sake of moving if they have certain changes in their life that are being made maybe a new job maybe moving to uh, another part of the country or moving in from another part of the country for a job here uh, maybe having more kids and needing more space or downsizing maybe they're funding their children's house you know bank of mom and dad selling their home and funding a child's home We're, we're seeing a lot of that and That's mainly what the catalysts are for moves right now. But you're not seeing people that would just move for the sake of moving uh, that we saw back in 2020, 2021, just because they wanted more space or interest rates were low. Money was pretty much free and and they're making those moves just for the sake of making moves. Is that inventory level low across York Region? It really is. We've seen it climb over the last little while because sales have been so quiet. Since the last interest rate hike, the market kind of fell out, uh, the bottom fell out of the market and it's been very stagnant. So we have started to see a little bit of movement now, but not enough for, uh, you know, a, a early August type of market. Uh, you know, you, you want to see a little bit more. and And who knows, if the rates are held, we might start to see a little bit of consumer confidence come back in. But consumer confidence took a huge hit with the last interest rate hike.
1: And what are you seeing in terms of that average price of a home, whether it's a condo, a townhome, uh, a uh, semi-detached, what are you seeing?
2: They're still going up. The average price is still going up. And and whether it's 2.6% or 6.5% in certain areas, you're still going to start to see that go up because you don't have the inventory to satisfy the demand. And think of how many people are coming into Canada right now. And, you know, this is the price of houses in terms of sales, but rentals are even worse we're we're seeing huge pressure on price uh, upward pressure on price for rentals and you know some rentals are going with 20 25 offers and and they're going for you know maybe 5 to a th- 500 to 1000 dollars over asking for a rental and it's really hard to qualify for a rental i was joking the other day half-heartedly that it's harder to get a rental right now than it is to get a mortgage
1: and so what kind of challenges do you see
2: ahead I still see supply challenges. And and without an influx of supply, we have so much pent-up demand and demand right now that when the pent-up demand does decide to come off of the fence, and it had over the last few months, it was just over the last two interest rate hikes that everyone went back up on the fence. But when that comes off the fence, we're going to see uh, huge bidding wars and multiple offer situations. So if there's a window of opportunity for buyers, it would be now. Sure, the interest rates are a lot higher than what you want them to be at this point, but maybe in a year we're going to start to see some relief and rates come down. So it may be best to lock in to a one or two-year term right now rather than commit to a five-year fixed or, or even go on a variable right now What would you describe
1: the market as right now? Is it a seller's market? Is it a buyer's market? And I know we've got limited inventory. So in that limited market, how would you define it?
2: In that limited space, it's still a seller's market because the the buyers are still faced with multiple offers and even though you may not be paying 20 30 40 fifty thousand over asking you're still getting around the asking price as long as you're at market value and, and people have to realize that you're not just going to get what you want for your home people are very savvy and they're very careful so you know the, the prices have stabilized for the most part right now, but at the same time, if you're priced properly, your place will sell. If you're priced too high, people aren't gonna go and take a look at it.
1: Is there usually a lull at this time of year in the real estate market?
2: It's usually at the end of August. Okay. You know, we usually, we gauge it by when the CNE opens because that that's when you know that summer's wrapping <laughs> up and, and, you know, it's, we're a couple of weeks away from that, but we're gonna start to see that lull. But it depends if uh, You know, if the rates are held and and people have some confidence, there's still people that need to make that move before school starts. So we we might see a little bit of uh, a jump in activity before September, but for the most part, it's pretty quiet in August.
1: The biggest takeaways then for our listeners right now in terms of, you know, the market, in terms of interest rates, in terms of the low inventory, what do you want them to take from today's conversation?
2: I think the important thing is to, you know, ignore the stories that are out there of prices falling 20%, 30%. We've been hearing this over the last two years, and, and obviously we haven't seen that materialize. Uh, you know, people are looking at what people paid in multiple offers and saying, oh, the price is down 30 or 40%. But that wasn't what the home was offered at. That wasn't the market value. If you're looking at market value, it's remained pretty steady. And, and now you're starting to see reports of, prices spiking. And even if it's a two, three, four, five 5% spike, you're looking at the average price for a detached home being around the 1.2 to 1.4 range all across the GTA. And that's a lot of money when even if it's only 3 to 6%. And on average, we're at about 6 to 8% for appreciation. And that's what we've been historically, we saw some crazy uh, appreciation over the COVID years, which wasn't sustainable. But we're going to be back to that 6 to 8%.
1: If there's someone listening right now who maybe has a long-term plan to purchase a home, would you suggest then that they talk to their lender and try to lock in a rate right now?
2: Definitely, because if, if they're concerned with rates going up, you should lock in right now and even if you're locking in in terms of a fixed rate i wouldn't i would gamble on the fact that over the next year or two the rates are going to come down slightly and by that it might be a quarter point might be half a point it might even be a full point over the next two year cycle but you want to keep your options open so by going with a fixed rate for a year or two years then you leave yourself open to be able to jump back into variable because over time variable has proven to be the more beneficial of the rates.
1: Have you ever seen a market like this?
2: I have not. Uh, I, I've seen down markets, but I haven't seen the interest rate go up as many times as it has in a 12 to 18 month uh, you know, cross section of, of time. And that's what's created a lot of these problems. Uh, if you think back, we were told that the rate would not be increasing until 2025 or so and all of a sudden we've had what eight or nine or 10 increases uh, over that period of time so that caught a lot of people off guard and there's a lot of people paying you know double of what they signed up for with their mortgage, Uh, and they're adjusting. And like Colin Mason had said a a few weeks ago on our show, people will do what they have to do to adjust their spending in order to make sure they're making their home payments. And the banks are being pretty cooperative so far, so we haven't seen an influx of power of sales or uh, forced sales or anything like that. There's a few out there, but they're few and far between. So for people holding out, thinking that that's where they're going to jump on an opportunity it may not happen so uh, it's best to talk to your lender right now get pre-qualified see what you can afford and then eventually jump into the housing market when you think the time is right for you
1: after the break the impact of remote work on commercial real estate This is On the Market on 105.9 The Region. Stay with
3: us. Are you and your partner finally ready to make the big purchase? Growing family and too many things accumulating in the house? We want to feature your story and find you a home that meets your wish list. A&E and Cineflix have teamed up for a new and exciting season of Property Virgins. Join us as we guide first-time homebuyers through the ins and outs of house hunting in Ontario. Check out our Instagram page at Property Virgins Casting for more info and send in your application today.
0: Need to connect with Asif Khan from Remax Prime Properties? Call him, 416-985-Khan. That's 416-985-5426. Or email asif at thehomeshop.ca. Now, back to On the Market on 105.9 The Region.
1: Welcome back to On the Market, York Region's radio real estate show. Over to my co-host and our real estate expert, Asif Khan from Remax Prime Properties with today's guest, Asif.
2: Thank you, Tina. Joining us is Craig Snow and Bridget Talou from the Snow Talou team in Halifax, Nova Scotia from REMAX Nova. Guys, welcome to On The Market. Thank
4: you, Asif.
3: Thank you, Asif.
2: Craig, I'm going to ask you the first question. There's been so much talk about what's going to happen to commercial real estate, especially post-COVID with people may or may not going back to work. Tell us a little bit about what you're finding with office space inventory levels, and what are landlords thinking?
4: So, you know, that, that's a really good question. And, uh, you know, it's sort of on top of mind for a lot of the investors out there that are sitting on a lot of the uh, office uh, product. Uh, right now here in Halifax, uh, vacancy rates are starting to rise on the office side. I think they're sitting at around 18 to 20% right now. And and I think it's mainly due to what you just said. It's post-COVID. What happened during COVID is that, you know, employers sent their people, you know, their employees home to work from home. And coming back into the workforce was difficult for them because they got used to the kids at home and so on. So everybody seems to be like most companies are sort of heading into that hybrid, they're calling it, a hybrid work model where so many days in the office, so many, you know, so many days at home. And they seem to be comfortable with that. And what we're seeing because of that, the companies now are reducing the size of their footprints and creating some vacancy in some of these larger scale office buildings and even the smaller scale office buildings. So that seems to be the trend right now.
1: And Bridget, do you see that trend changing at all?
3: Um, I. At this point, I find that a lot of the investors are looking at repositioning their office buildings. So I don't think they're expecting it to change anytime soon. Um, there's a few larger buildings in the Halifax area that have started uh, doing some renovations, or speaking of starting to renovate their buildings to be um, as apartment buildings rather than office space. Um, it may change as time goes on, but I don't think it's the next few years. It may still be a struggle trying to fill these spaces where most people produce their footprint, like Craig said.
2: And Bridget, I'm going to switch gears a little bit and and go into, you know, the commercial space as in manufacturers and, and people that have learned to operate their businesses online during the COVID period. Are you seeing a lot of vacancy in that area too, or are people getting back into uh, in, into their spaces as they were before.
4: So are, is that a question for me, Asim? Because I can answer that when myself and Bridget were only talking about the other day. That's, that's where the anomaly of is is happening right now. Our vacancy rate on the industrial side is equal to that of the multi-residential right now. We're running at about a one and a half to two percent vacancy on all of our industrial uh, products here in Halifax. And there's a huge demand for it. So, Uh, You know, there seems to be that trend, yes, online shopping and so on. But because of that, there's a requirement for, you know, hubs, uh, distribution centers. Uh, And that's why we're seeing such a huge demand on the industrial side uh, with with, with space being taken up. And we're running at such a low vacancy right now. But there is that trend. There's a lot of flex space seller now, and it's being gobbled up with these smaller companies now that are doing more online direct ship. Versus you know retail uh, out of a building, so that's that's you know it's that's what we're seeing here in Halifax anyways. Uh, I've never seen vacancy rates this low in industrial uh, for all the years I've been in commercial
1: so Bridget, if remote work is increasing vacancy rates, where does that, where do these spaces go from here? Where do these landlords go? what happens to these workplaces?
3: and um, well well, like we said before, a lot of them are looking to reposition their buildings. So, um, the, the Centennial Building, uh, which is 156,000 square foot building in downtown, um, is starting to undergo, undergo their retrofitting, so they're converting the space into multi-unit because it's in a great location in the city and where our multi-residential vacancy rates are so low, it's just a perfect like acquisition for them to kind of switch things over um, in that respect
2: and your vacancy rates seem to be along you know the lines of what we're seeing in the gta here whereas industrial space is hard to come by office space it's also hard to come by here but there is a a few more options than in the industrial space are you seeing a lot of you know as you're saying that you're seeing them repurpose their buildings we're seeing a lot of storage facilities pop up here maybe because the footprint of the condo is changing, it's getting smaller, the homes that their people are buying are getting smaller. Are you seeing that there as well? Are a lot of these buildings thinking of maybe converting to storage space or are you seeing a lot of construction of new storage facilities?
4: No, so unlike Toronto, I mean, it's, it's when, when you're comparing Toronto to say Halifax marketplace, one thing Toronto has been, as you know, has been a condo market. And in Halifax, it's the opposite most of what we see is purpose-built uh, apartment buildings, multi-unit buildings, and they're not condos. Uh, you know, there's, talks, there's some talks lately of, of some new condo projects coming down the pipe, but up until now, and, and, and as we see moving into the future, I think we've got about another 20 to 25,000 units approved here in Halifax, but they're all going to be purpose-built apartment buildings And because of it being in Halifax, we don't get the micro units like you see in Toronto where, you you know, you have to put your bed, your living room, and your kitchen all in one room. Here we tend to build the bigger units where you actually got a living room, you actually got a bedroom, you actually got a nice kitchen, and you can furnish each one of those rooms. And the majority of the buildings that are built here, you know, you get an underground parking spot, but you also get a storage area for your goods too. So that's the difference. Because in Toronto, and even when you look at Vancouver and areas like that, they do, they tend to do a lot of micro units, and we don't do that.
1: So, Bridget, are you suggesting then that this might be a solution to the housing crisis that is happening in cities right across the country?
3: It could be a solution. Um, I think it would definitely help add some units into these buildings, but it is expensive for the landlords to do these conversions because. Mm. Retrofitting the building to do the plumbing over again and the electrical work. I mean, like adding balconies. None of these office buildings really fit the quota of putting in apartment, like apartment unit space. Um, I think there has to be more to be done because all of these buildings, once they are finished, they're going to be top of the line units where rents are going to be $2,500 plus. And I think in Halifax, we're going to reach a point where People just can't afford to be paying $2,500, $3,000 a month for rent. What what we really need to solve this crisis, in my opinion, is to have more affordable units kind of come up in outlying areas.
2: And, Bridge Craig, uh, you guys do a lot of work with shopping plazas and, and retail space. Are you seeing the pressures of the economy uh, maybe reducing some of the the tenants that you have in these shopping plazas? and? and how are you seeing inventory climb or, or maybe even uh, stay as stable as it has been uh, throughout the halifax region
4: well you know what and i mean that's, that's that's another area of concern i mean you know we look at the office product being at around 20 percent we're seeing retail space uh is sort of averaging around that same you know 18 to sort of 22 23 vacancy uh, urban and suburban areas and, uh, you know, you look at some of the big, bigger, uh, malls. I mean, we're seeing vacancies in their areas. Uh, we have some big sort of outlet type uh, mall areas here in Halifax and we're seeing vacancies up to 30%, you know, like you're seeing like, you know, the crisis of the bed, bath and beyond closing and some big box stores actually closing because of, you know, the, the financial uh, financially, they can't stay open and they're leaving big footprints. In some of these areas, some I mean, of these malls and some of these outlets or, you know, sort of like outside box store areas are leaving some big gaping holes there. However, the positive side, we're, we're seeing an influx of, of like our, our Halifax is really becoming very cultural. And we're seeing the East Indian market grow. We're seeing the Chinese market grow. Uh, we're seeing, you know, a lot of Middle Easterns, got, see the market really changing and they're bringing in. You know, uh, on the Chinese side, they're bringing in large-scale grocery. Uh, you know, they're doing a lot of shipping of seafood out of Halifax now because they're able to come in now and buy some of these, you know, existing fish plants and stuff like that. So we're seeing some repositioning on that retail side into more uh, cultural, a lot more restaurant. But we're seeing most of the like, the stores themselves that you would see, like a clothing store, they're starting to diminish. They're going away. Uh, but a good news, I mean, I, I can't say all that because, I mean, we see Simons are coming in from Quebec. Uh, they're opening up a, a, like a 50 or 60,000 square foot store in the Halifax side and have Halifax like, shopping center. That's a big plus of the year. And that shows strength that retail, like the bigger, bigger players feel that there's a market and they're coming back in with big footprints. So, I mean, while some are actually closing because of financial strain after COVID, We're seeing some of these box stores that we've never seen in Halifax starting to come in and set up shops. So we're hoping it'll balance out. But for right now, the two segments that I talked about, which is office and the retail side, that's where most of the vacancy is right now.
1: So, Bridget, just before we let you go, let's talk briefly about the state of real estate there in Halifax. What is the average price? Is inventory an issue? Are there bidding wars happening? What can you tell us?
3: I mean, we've seen a... A kind of a shift since the interest rates have increased. There are still bidding wars happening. There's still a demand out there for residential properties, but we're seeing that in the six hundred thousand and below price range because so many people have been pushed out of uh, you know anything higher up because of the interest rates. Um, there's still a big appetite. Our inventory is very low, um, but anything that's like six fifty to million plus in like price. They are sitting on the market for longer. You do have more of an option as a buyer. You can negotiate a bit. There's wiggle room there, um, which is great for people who are out of province. But a lot of people who are in the province, you know, their max affordability is six hundred thousand and below. I'm I'm hoping it that that's where it in the last couple of months. And I think with them expecting to increase interest rates again in the next couple of months here, we're you know we'll see how it goes. But.
2: You know, that's probably piqued a lot of interest from our listeners, Craig. If People want to contact you guys. <laughs> How do they get a hold of
4: you? They can uh, reach out and call us. At, my number is the 902-499-7886. And Bridget? My phone
3: number is
4: 902-830-1841. And we're always available assets uh, to any of your listeners. Uh, if they want to explore what it's like to invest here in Halifax, T- uh, trust me, the majority of our investors right now are, are out of Ontario. Uh, There's a lot from out west, but the majority of them are coming in from Ontario. They love our market. Uh, They love that the cap rates are far more attractive than what they're seeing in the Toronto marketplace. And, you know, those that are coming in with their families and so on, investing, they do like the value of the homes here. So it's a plus. Your listeners, those that are listening to this program, should reach out and talk to us.
2: That's awesome. Thanks, guys. Thanks for joining On the Market, and we look forward to uh, getting an update from you soon.
4: Okay, thanks,
0: Asif.
3: Thank you so much,
1: guys. When we come back, your real estate questions. This is On the Market on 105.9 The Region. Stay with us.
0: Need to connect with Asif Khan from Remax Prime Properties? Call him, 416-985-Khan. That's 416-985-5426. Or email asif at thehomeshop.ca. Now, back to On the Market on 105.9 The Region.
1: Welcome back to On the Market. Your questions for Asif Khan are next, and we begin with Talia in Richmond Hill. She writes, We all heard the story about the private island with four cottages listed for almost $33 million. As a longtime cottage renter, she wants to know if her family should consider a purchase in cottage country, but obviously well below the multi-million dollar list price on this one. Asif, your advice on the purchase of a cottage property. What do you think?
5: Oh, uh, well, cottage properties were really popular through the COVID period and, and just beyond, but they've certainly come down to earth over the last six months or so. So there's some really good deals on cottages that you know people may have paid one and a half million, one point two million, and now they've come back to a normal market price of. You know, the eight or nine hundred thousand range. So, if you're looking for a cottage, yeah, it's a good time to buy right now because you want to buy when when prices are low.
1: And are there those bargains? And again, we're talking about eight or nine hundred thousand compared to over a million dollars. Are they out there still at this stage of the summer?
5: They are. We we actually have one listed right now in Bob Cajun. But, uh, you know, they're not considered bargains. They're market value. Mm. And and people had paid a lot more in the multiple offers and bidding wars. Actually, uh, everyone wanted to get away from the city. But now that, uh, you know, things have calmed down, people are back at the office and things like that, the demand isn't there as it was a couple of years ago. So you are starting to see market value set back into the 2019-2020 type of pricing, uh, and that's what we're used to, and that's where they basically should be.
1: And market value cottage properties, does it matter where you're looking? Because I would assume those Muskoka properties are a lot higher priced than those perhaps in Cajun or other areas. Is that right?
5: Yeah, the the Kawarthas are a little bit uh, less expensive than the Muskoka ones. Obviously, there's some really amazing properties in the Kawarthas as well. But the Muskokas have, you know, huge demand. So you're always going to have pricing, you know, stay up higher than in the co or other places. And then it depends on if you have waterfront or not. The waterfront ones command a little bit higher in terms of dollar value. If you can step outside of your family room onto the beach, uh, like the one in Bob Cajun that we have, you, you're going to be able to enjoy it a lot more rather than having to walk five or 10 or 15 minutes or cross the street to get to the beach.
1: Okay. Well, while we're talking about it, what can you tell us about this property that you have listed?
5: It's a two-bedroom, one-bathroom property. It is right on the water, so you have a dock. You can dock your boat there, uh, and it's a an all-season road, so you can have access to it all year round. It, it's a great little property for someone that's looking in cottage country.
1: All right, and if our listeners want more information about that property, where can they connect with you?
5: They can call me at 416-985-5426 or shoot me a text, and I'll send out the listing.
1: That's terrific. And Asif, I would assume then in terms of cottage properties, if it does have road access as opposed to water access, that's certainly more valuable,
5: right? It certainly is. I mean, there's uh, there's even islands for sale that uh, only have water access. Mm. So uh, although that sounds really attractive, you, you have to basically take a boat to there and uh, and then you're limited as to how many months out of the year you can use it as well.
1: Our next question, with the price of owning a home out of reach for many, Marion King wants to know your take on the idea of pooling funds and resources to purchase a property. Have you heard of this before, Asif?
5: Yeah, shared ownership really took off uh, a few years ago in B.C., and it's starting to make its way across the country right now. Uh, We had uh, a a company called Key that had presented to us and and were on our show uh, on the market the um, the idea is you would share your or pool your money and be able to purchase something or be able to uh, buy an incremental share into a property. And over time, you could increase that share or if you wanted to go on your own afterwards, you would be able to sell your share and uh, cash out and be able to purchase your own property. So lots of different ways to do it. But certainly with uh, Times changing, and especially if people want to be in the four one six or nine zero five, shared accommodation is starting to really take flight.
1: And always seek the advice of a real estate lawyer. I would assume in this case.
5: For sure, because you want to have your exit strategy in place, just uh, for when things uh, you know start to go the other way, and and you both want to go where two or three people who are on you want to go your separate ways you want to have all of those agreements in place from the start so that you're not scrambling at the end what if you have three people in the property and one is getting married and wants to take their share out now you've got uh, the other two having to buy this person out or find someone so you want to have all of those agreements in place prior to getting into something like that
1: good advice as a reminder if you have questions for on the market send your email to info at 1059theregion.com. But Asif, the best way for listeners to contact and follow you on social media?
5: They can follow me on Twitter at RemaxAllStar, or they can get me at 416-985-5426, text or call.
1: If you missed any part of our show, go to 1059theregion.com or wherever you get your favorite podcasts, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, and Audible. I'm Tina Cortez. Thank you for listening.
0: Need to connect with Asif Khan from Remax Prime Properties? Call him, 416-985-Khan. That's 416-985-5426. Or email asif at thehomeshop.ca.